And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Sunday, April 30th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. Doesn't have to be the best, just a little bit better. If you've got something you'd like to discuss with us, it could be anything from how am I going to move and buy a home? It could be, how am I going to fund my kid's college education? What about my retirement? I'm thinking about a new job. I need to get out of this horrible job. Whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. And if you check the box that says you want to come on the air, Mark does everything else. Don't forget also that we've got our brand new webinar posted up on the website, Wednesday, June 28th, Dave Stahoviak, he is the host and founder of Coaching for Leaders. He is a management god, and he can help you answer all different questions about leadership, and I think you're going to really like him. So to get to that beautiful webinar that is coming up, you'll have to subscribe to Jill on Money Live. All right, today we are talking to our listener, Rachel. Well, Jill, I'm asking for some advice. I met with a financial planner recently whose services were provided to me for free through my employer, um, and he recommended some financial products that I'm not very comfortable with or I'm not understanding very well, and I wanted to get your opinion. I don't want to miss out on something that is a good idea for me, but I'm not sure that these complicated products are a good idea. My theory on life is the more complicated it is, the less I'm interested in it. That's kind of about like relationships and products. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about your life. Um, Well, I'm 54 years old. I would like to be ready to retire at 60. I don't know for sure if I will, but I'd like to know that I have the option. I'm single, never married, no children, no dependents. Um, I make $109,000 a year. I don't have any debt except my mortgage, which I'll have paid off by the time I'm 60. I have a pension that includes employer-sponsored health coverage. So wow. I've always, it's great. It's great. Um, I've always considered that the conservative fixed income part of my portfolio. And so all of the other money I have in retirement accounts or in non-qualified accounts 
is in the stock market. Rachel, let me just ask a quick question. The pension, tell me a little bit about that. When are you entitled to that? At retirement? Do you have to wait till a, a certain age and number of years of service? How does it work? It's 60 years or 30 years of service. And so when I get to 60, I'll have, I should have 29 years. And what's the pension amount if you take that when you're 60 years old? It'll be about 63000 a year. Whoa. That's huge. Is that amount of money enough to support you as you kind of read through the tea leaves of your current cash flow? I think it is. I'm anticipating my expense monthly expenses to be around 3500 and that's building an extra for things I might want to do in retirement. Hmm. So just depending on what taxes are like at that point. But it's pretty close. It'll be close. Yeah. Okay, great. That's fantastic. So I love how you just framed that the the decision making process on the pension versus the rest of the money you have invested that you look at the pension as fixed income because it really is. I mean, you're absolutely right. So the rest of the money that you have saved, you said is all in stock market investments. Is that right? Right. Okay. Tell me about what else is out there. What What are the other investments that you've made? I have about 400000 in a Roth IRA, about 300000 in a Roth 403B. Um, I have 185000 in a traditional 403B and about 50000 in a rollover IRA. I have about a little over $1 million in non-retirement investment accounts. Okay. So my number one reaction is it's a miracle that someone hasn't snapped you up with that financial balance sheet. It's uh, a beautiful one. If we ever launch the Jill on Money dating site, I would say, objectively speaking, you're a catch girl. So this is amazing. I mean, really, the, the, the amount of money you have saved is terrific. Quickly, almost $2 million that's set aside. Fantastic. You said the house is going to be paid off. You've got the pension. So we don't have to worry about anything in your future. So what on earth could someone be proposing for you, considering you're in such amazing shape as is? Well, his argument is that I need to take some money off the table and play defense, not just play offense. You know, I've heard that before, and I understand that it's rare to have that much in the stock market. So I guess I kind of have two questions embedded in this question. One is, is it reasonable to think about the pension as my conservative part of my portfolio, and that's enough diversification that everything else can be in the stock market? He proposed a single premium fixed index deferred annuity, which is too much of a mouthful already. Um, and then universal life insurance or index universal life. He gave me several different products and showed me a whole lot of numbers and charts. And there was a lot of sales talk that had guaranteed no downside in it, which makes me suspicious right off the bat. Uh, Rachel, you have a fantastic BS meter in your belly and it has gone off and the alarm has been raised. Terrible ideas for you. Absolutely awful. Let's start with the first question, and that is, if I wanted to reduce the risk in my portfolio, how would I do it and where would I do it, right? So I think the the first part of that is pretty easy, which is if you're 100% in stocks, and even if you think that the pension is your fixed account, you could still say, basically take a, a, a less risky attitude. And where would I do that? I might do it in, say, the Roth IRA, the Roth 403B, the traditional 403B, because there would be no, there would be absolutely zero 
tax consequence in doing that. Now, I mean, normally in financial planning and retirement planning, we sort of say like, well, no, take the most risk in your Roth IRA because it's the last dollar you're probably going to access. I doubt you're going to access any of this money, frankly. But that being said, if you were to look at reducing risk, you would say, instead of being 100% in stocks, I'll pull that back. I might go into some you know, intermediate term bond funds, which really over the long term, it does act as a buffer against downward pressure. And you could do that across those accounts. I mean, the problem with doing it in your taxable account is you got to pay taxes, right? So I would say that the taxable account is really the place where you know, if you want to take money off the table, the way I would take money off the table in that account would be to use it as maybe charitable if you're so inclined or just, you know what, pay the darn capital gains rates, you know, when you need to. And uh, maybe when you retire and you're, you know, you're, you're looking at, a, you know, you're, you're still in the 15% tax bracket, basically, you know, you could take a little bit off the table every now and then, fine. But other than that, I would not do a lot. And you know what? These products, they're terrible because they are not only hard to say, they are not only complex, but they're expensive. So the idea of there's no downside, the no, yeah, no downside if someone else is paying the sales charges. I presume this is someone, you know, you said through the workplace, but this is not someone who is a fiduciary. This is not someone who is a who has to put your best needs first. So, you know, frankly, I don't know where uh, you said it was a he. I don't know where he thinks the money is coming from to fund this. But if he is suggesting to take a whole bunch of money out of your investment account, pay the tax and then roll it into something that's going to have another complex tax hit later in your life, then that's really a doubly bad idea. If he's suggesting it for your Roth IRA, if that's the case, then it, it could not be a worse decision to make, put it into that kind of a product. He said he was a fiduciary because I asked that question. There's, I can't believe it. I cannot believe. Okay. If he is, then boy, that that is some stretch of the imagination to think about using one of these products. Honestly, run the other way. You have done a fantastic job on your own. There is no place for this kind of product in your life. You are doing a beautiful job. And you know what? If you Again, if you want to reduce some of the risk, sure, that's fine. You don't need him or some crazy product that's really expensive. You know, it's frankly, I, I almost feel like I want to call your employer and say, stop having people talk to this dude, because that's just not right. It isn't. And so I think you're in fantastic shape, Rachel. And, and I have to say that it is with a, a heaviness of heart that I apologize on behalf of the financial services industry that you had to even ask this question, but your, your BS meter was on target. So you're in great shape. You've done a terrific job and you don't need to these products. If you have some sort of question that's bubbling up in your life and it has anything to do with your real life, there's usually a financial component to it. And that's where we can help you out. Go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. And don't forget that on the website, we've got all sorts of great content. We've got the blog. We've got a radio show. You've got my latest uh, videos at CBS. And there's a resources section all there. And of course, the free weekly newsletter. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity, forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. 